0: Hi there, I'm Sofia Hernandez. And today in the spotlight, we have a woman who bears it all. She's a self-made success story in more ways than one. Today in the spotlight is Sofia Perez. Hey. Hi everyone. Hi, Sophia, I love that we have the same name. <laughs> I know, and I feel like when we first met, that was like, I feel like the instant connection. I was like, you know what, that was the connection that we had was that we were two Sophias. And um, I just remember meeting you and you were like, so, so bubbly. Can you tell people who don't know you a little bit about who you are, uh, where you're at right now? Okay, well, hi
1: everyone, I'm Sophia press I'm a 23 year old makeup artist from Miami, Florida. Um, and I am also, So, um, well, I was just recently on Temptation Island, season three, which is a reality show all about, dating and temptation. So you know, I do a little bit of everything. um, But I basically what what I my passion is, is anything um, beauty and makeup related. So that's what I do full time. I'm a makeup artist and I beat
0: people's faces for a living. (laughs) And you do a great job at it. So I definitely want to talk about the temptation island because when I saw your post about that, I was like, there's no way, no way. (laughs) And I was like, I have to watch this now because I am not a huge like, I've watched reality TV here and there, but I'm not a huge reality TV fan. But I was like, if she's gonna be on it, I have to watch it. So we'll get to that in a little bit. But as far as makeup, that's kind of how I met you and how our our paths crossed. Can you tell people a little bit about, uh, was it something that you were always passionate about or how did you really get into makeup? So I actually started
1: makeup at a pretty young age. I picked up my first brush, I would say like, you know, just playing around with my mom's makeup, 12, 11. And actually back in 20, uh, 2010, I opened up a YouTube channel. Kind of just for fun, like I always really was into, um being in the camera as as a kid, I was a child actor, I actually lived in LA for four and a half years in the entertainment business, you know, um, doing acting, auditioning and all that fun stuff. So growing up, I was always um, in like in a studio setting or having, you know, having to get my makeup done or having to do a little bit of makeup for castings and auditions. And I just loved being on camera. So, which led to my YouTube channel when I was younger. And it was, um, Kind of just like fun videos, all beauty and makeup related. I was like 12 years old, thinking I knew everything about makeup. I was like, "Hi hey guys, welcome back to my channel," and I was a beauty guru. That's what I called myself at 12. Like 12. I love that <laughs> beauty guru. Um, and that's kind of how my passion for makeup, um, how it stemmed and, and how it started. Um, and one of my videos kind of went viral. One of my really funny kind of skip videos went viral, and I continued. You know, just doing a bunch of YouTube videos and makeup tutorials. And um, in high school, I was like, you know what? Let me make up. Let me make an Instagram page and make a makeup page. Why not? I have, you know, a pretty decent following on my main page. Um, and I just wanted to do something fun. I really didn't think much of it. And it's crazy how how things happen in life because you do something for fun, thinking, you know, this will never, this will never be my full-time job. This will never be my career. I'm just doing it for fun. And you know. Fast forward a few you know, years later, I'm a makeup artist full time and I have a team under my belt and I have a studio. So it kind of stemmed from that. Like in high school, started a makeup page, did my friend's makeup, my family's makeup, posted it, and people started reaching out to me. And they're like, hey, do you, do you do makeup? Like, how much do you charge? And I was like, charge? I can make money doing this. Girl I was charging like 30 bucks at like 16 years old thinking I was making so much money, you know, bringing people over and like just doing makeup. And that's just how it started. And every year I would get more and more clients and it got to a point that I was so fully booked that I created this team of hair and makeup artists in Miami, Florida. And and now I have my studio and have glamorous looks. It's, it's my baby, it's my pride and joy. And I've been doing it already for, um five years, five, six years I've been in the makeup industry in the makeup field. And I mean, it's, I love it. I wake up every day loving what I do. I'm so passionate about it.
0: That's so crazy because I feel like, I remember seeing that when you kind of branch from your personal kind of like makeup page to now having this team of other women who are also makeup artists and also like-minded. And I feel like that was yesterday. So it's crazy to think that that was already five, six years ago. That's insane. Yeah. Um, for you being so young and kind of putting yourself out there in that way, probably learning the ropes of number one, social media, YouTube, but also like, how do you get people to like your stuff? How do you get people to be involved and kind of create that content growth? What was that like for you in navigating that? I feel like every, you know,
1: at a really young age, I just was really into into social media and growing an audience i don't know i mean i don't i till this day i'm like i don't even know how it, it happened It kind of it kind of just happened on its own um but um definitely School was a big part of it. I, I went to FIU and I graduated with a degree in, in um, public relations and social media marketing. So that really helped me with um, navigating my content creation. But a lot of it was, is just consistency. It's consistency and pushing new things out there. And I think that's really what helped my growth um, as I, when I was younger and YouTube. Cause I was literally pushing out content like nonstop. I was like a little working machine and just doing it for fun. Like this wasn't something I was doing because of money. It was just cause I was passionate about it. And that's something I tell everyone, you know, like when I was learning the ropes, I would just push out any content. Like if I did a makeup look, I would just post it. If I did a YouTube video, post it, post it on my different platforms Um, and just stay consistent with a certain style um, and a certain look. And that's kind of like what what I've done. And I feel like what has made me so successful is just pushing out, you know, content that I've, that I I love to do, you know, whether it's a makeup look, a makeup tutorial, or fashion and lifestyle, or anything beauty-based. That's always been like my brand, you know, beauty and lifestyle.
0: Yeah, and and two, like, pushing it out, right? Because I feel like when I speak to people who are kind of in the same realm that you're in, that do social media or that post for a living, right? Almost like an influencer, so to speak. There comes that du- dual territory, right? A lot of that content growth, a lot of people who are supporters of your work, and then you have those haters. When you post stuff, what's that kind of going through your mind? Like, you know, maybe it won't be received well, or maybe it will, or like, is there any kind of hesitation or doubt when it comes to that?
1: I mean, not really. Uh, I feel like when it comes to hate, I'm the type of person that I just take everything with a grain of salt. And honestly, like, I'm I'm so happy that I'm that way because a lot of people aren't. And a lot of people deal with, you know, really like, with. there's many people out there in the world and social media, essentially, when you put something on this platform, on Instagram, on YouTube, whatever the case may be, it's showcased for everyone in the world to make their opinions, make their comments. So it, it can be a dark place at times, but I feel like I, I just, take everything with a grain of salt when it comes to the hate sometimes i just find it funny and i'll kind of like reply like with something slick um and other times i just delete it because i'm like you know what i don't want that negativity and i don't really care so delete block simple as that. But um, you you should never, I always try to tell people this, is never, never let someone's hate and someone's negativity stop your growth. Because if you're going to stop posting because you have this one particular person or you have a few people that are constantly hating, like you're stopping your own growth and your own business. So that's why I always say push out content, you know, and, and obviously quality content. You don't want to push out anything like half-ass, you know, try to definitely push out that good content, but just post it, you know, click, click, send, click, click post. And you never know, you might change someone's day. You might motivate someone to do the same thing you're doing. And, and I see, I mean, firsthand, I see it because people come to me and they're like, you know, you're doing this makeup tutorial really, you know, because you have acne or this or that, like, that really helped me become confident and, and helped me start, you know, posting pictures or, you know, going out more. And it's just things as simple as that, really just show me that I'm doing something right, you know, and I'm and I'm posting something that's changing other people's views, perspective, or inspiring people, and that's why I love what I do. Yeah, and
0: I wanna talk about that too, because you do really, in a sense, bear it all. You really talk about your own personal struggles with acne, your own, you know, day-to-day highs and lows. Um, to be able to be so vulnerable on this platform and to have been receiving that kind of a supplication with people who follow you, what has that kind of been like to see your work kind of take a bigger, you know, stride, so to speak, than just that little post, maybe just that little makeup tutorial?
1: it's so, it's, it's like so heartwarming to see like just the growth because it's, it's shown me that I'm, I'm doing something right here. Um, and I feel like even ever, ever since the show more than anything, that was really what, um, what I guess you could say took, took my, my following to the next level because you know, I, I'm verified now on Instagram, you know, the show really opened up my, my platform to people all around the world. And, um, and it's, it's, it makes me so happy. And honestly, like, it's it's scary because, you know, it, it does make me think sometimes like, oh my gosh, like, you know, I'm gonna post this, like what will people think? Are they gonna like it or they're not gonna like it? But I just, I just keep, I just push through it. I'm like, you know what, this is me and you either like me or you don't. And I, and that's just, that's how I am. And I think that's why I've been so successful. And that's why I can be so open and vulnerable because I'm like the same person you're gonna meet. Like if you meet me in person, I'm the same crazy, you know, talkative, bubbly, outgoing person that I was on the show and that I'm in real life. You know, and what I'm posting as well. Um, and I, yeah. because I feel like Instagram is so polished, and and people want to make this life seem so glamorous and amazing. And don't get me wrong, you look at my feed and I look popping. You know, I I, I have. <laughs> I have my hair done i'm doing the sucking in the stomach and put, you know sticking off the chest and i'm looking amazing i'm looking good but then there's days where i don't feel good and i don't look amazing and my face is not beat to the gods and i don't have a cute outfit on and i even go on store and show that i'm like hey guys this is me today like i'm having a rough morning and i've been feeling low and unmotivated and i go on you know social media on instagram story and i post that because that if anything helps me And when people can relate to me, I'm like, damn, like, this is real life. Like, you know, people are feeling the same feelings that I am. So, so it's normal. It's normal to have bunks. It's normal to, to feel some, you know, feel low. And I feel... I feel like if I push that content out there and I post that, people can really relate that I'm a real person. I have feelings. I have my days, I have my good days. I have my bad days, I have my days where my acne has flared up. And I have my days where my skin is amazing. And I post that to show that this is the reality of things. Like this is the real world and it's not all glamorous and filtered.
0: Yeah. And I think a lot of that, I mean, I, I would have to think that it it is a testament to the reason why you are so successful, right? Is because... You're just your true self and you you do what you do. And like you said, kind of your own words that, you know, whoever doesn't like it, you know, you, you can go somewhere else. And whoever wants to stick around and, and watch it, I'm here. Um, for you to navigating, because I feel like a lot of people who do personal trades, like whether it be hair care or whether it be beauty, um, you're kind of your own boss. And you kind of have to set the record straight for like your own rates and how much you're worth for other people and that kind of stuff. What was that like r- navigating rates and what people were to ask you like how much do you charge being like oh wait how much do, do i want to charge or how much can i charge
1: yeah that's something i i struggled with in the beginning because i was just like what I, well, are you talking about makeup wise you're talking about instagram or are talking about in general
0: in general well and you could talk about both because i know you have have it both probably too yeah
1: so um Yeah, definitely with makeup, it's been, with my makeup and my rates, it's been a journey. Like I said, I started charging like, I mean, in the beginning, 30 bucks starting 30 dollars and then you know now fast forward you can see it on my website like you know 115 is what i would go for for a full full glam but that's something i've worked up to i think a lot of of where i set my rates are is how you know kind of like what i know i'm worth and especially more than anything makeup is is something that like it takes a lot of investing like i've invested a lot of money and time and and practice and you know classes i have i'm licensed you know so it's i kind of go based off of that when it comes to knowing my worth and if, if you don't want to pay it i'm sorry there's a thousand other makeup artists in miami that you will be in your budget but that's something that i'm i'm very stern with and strong with and and you know, you just have to. You have to know your worth, and you have to set yourself a certain standard, like you had said, um, and and let people know, like, hey, this is this is how much I'm worth. This is my rate. Um, you know, we can either, if you're open. Sometimes I I am open to negotiating depending on what it is, and sometimes I'm not. Like this is it. This is my rate for makeup. This is my rate for a post, and. This is what it is, you know? Um, but I think a lot of it has to do with me working my way up. When I was younger, when I first started, I know that I couldn't charge what I'm charging now. I know that I, I knew that I couldn't even charge $50 because in Sephora you can go and get makeup and, and get your makeup done and get makeup as well for 50 bucks. So you kind of have to like weigh yourself and how much you've put into your craft and how much investment you've put into your craft and kind of go from there. But it was definitely an uphill battle more than anything with my makeup journey, because a lot of it in the beginning was like damn is am I worth $50 like they can just go to Sephora and get their makeup done and get makeup on top of that or Mac like you know am I good enough or do I have the the makeup products that that are valued at that at that price at 50 or 60 um but as I got more confident with my work and as I was like you know I'm getting fully booked you know I there's people that really really want me that mixed with my talent my skill evolving and my makeup products going from in the beginning when I could only afford drugstore to now I'm 50 dollar foundation like just one foundation is 50 dollars and I have six to seven to eight shades of that I kind of from there outweighed um like I I I outweighed my 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 pros and things like that and I was like you know what this is what I'm worth and now I'm at this I'm at the stage in my life where it's like this is it, you either take it or leave it. And like, I know my worth. And if you want to find cheaper, you want to try to lowball me, you can find someone else, you know? And that goes for every aspect, whether it's my makeup business or, you know, my Instagram or whatever the case is. And
0: does, does Instagram work a little bit differently in the sense that like, you might have, instead of, let's say people uh, reaching out for a specific thing that maybe you already do, right? Like a prom look or whatever, day-to-day, Whereas like Instagram, I was like, you gotta come up with that content kind of like for that client with either because it's an advertisement or because it's a, a different a campaign that they are having. What is that kind of like as far as navigating that kind of rate or that kind of content creation?
1: Yeah, Instagram, I mean, obviously you can't really compare the, you know, Instagram rates with, with makeup rates, but usually what I, I, what I have done and what I'm doing now is I kind of made myself a template, like a rate card. And I just feel like that makes it easier for, um, for brands, like to just kind of send that, and they kind of know. Okay, an Instagram post is this much, uh, an Instagram story is this much with a swipe up, or you know, a reel is this much, or a YouTube video is this much. So I always suggest people that ask me like, oh, like how should I go about charging, or like what should I do? I'm like, listen, have your little template. You know, have your like about me, have your picture, have you know, if, for me, I'm, I'm beauty and lifestyle, um, and then have your rates, and then kind of use that template, and as you see yourself growing and growing, you you can change, you could just, change the rate, you know, whether it's going higher or what that the case is. So for me, before the show, I was charging a lot less. Like I was charging a lot less for, for everything that I do. And now that I'm on the show, I have a bigger platform. I have, you know, really um, you know, people that really love to see me and and are going to that that really just like use can go by my word and, you know, um and I'm verified that also is very, you know, kind of big when it comes to it plays a big important role when it comes Comes to um, working with brands, um, I've been able to kind of upcharge, you know, I've, I've raised my prices, but I still use that same template. And as time goes, and as I see myself getting busier, or you know, my following is going is going up and up, then I'll kind of like change my rate according to like my following, my engagement, um, and how many people truly are engaging, because that's really important. I feel like nowadays you just see a big number and you're like, wow, big number and big likes and and but like where are the comments? You know? Like, you know, where people are not interacting. Like you have a million, some people have a million followers and they're only getting a hundred comments. Like that's, it's not adding up. So I think that's how you can go about where you can rate yourself. Like, you know, are there people really engaging? Do you have a big audience that will buy the things that you're promoting? And then from there, you could kind of out you know, outweigh and, and kind of scale yourself to seeing what price. Um and, and and it also goes the other way around. I've seen some micro influencers that have more engagement than I have. And it's and it's crazy. So I feel like the number nowadays doesn't really tell you anything on Instagram more than anything. I feel like the number of followers you have isn't what brands are looking at. They're looking at engagement. They're looking at your stories. They're looking at how many people are, you know, if you do a poll, how many people are kind of engaging on that or how many, you know, views you're getting. So I think that's where you can kind of, um, look at look at the engagement you're getting as a, as an influencer and go from there and kind of set yourself a, a rate from like damn like I have I only have 10k but I really have a big like you know very loyal and you know engaging following then you could maybe charge a little bit more than someone else with 10k that doesn't have that that engagement
0: and that's a, that's an interesting point because it is true sometimes you see these people that have like thousands upon thousands of followers and yet they have maybe like three posts And it's the only post that have comments, but like they never post on their stories. So that definitely, that's a good point. That has a lot to do with it for sure. Um, Okay, let's talk about (laughs) Temptation Island because I am so excited. I really want to know, first of all, like what sprung this decision? Like what, was this like always maybe like a low key aspiration of yours or was this kind of just like a random day turn kind of like, okay, let's sign up for Temptation Island. So this is so funny. Um, It's crazy how
1: life kind of just goes, 360 goes round in circles. Um, so I mean, I like I said, I mentioned earlier, I lived in LA and I was doing acting. And, you know, my goal when I was younger was to, to always be on TV, to always book that show, to always, you know, take acting as like a full-time thing. But unfortunately, It never happened. I was never able to book anything to move out my family, you know, something big enough. Cause I did my commercials, I did my short films, um, but it was never anything like so big that I'm like, okay, like I'm at this big scale where I can move out my whole family from Miami and bring them to LA. That never happened for me when I was younger. So when I came back to Miami, I moved back to Miami and I was like, you know what? Like I'm just gonna live a normal life. I, I just decided to like not do acting anymore. And that's where I found my love for makeup. Then a few years later, You know, I'm here on this fricking show and I'm just like, how the heck does this happen? So basically, um, no, I was very, um, it kind of happened. It fell on my lap, if that makes sense. I was, it was never my plans to be on a TV, let alone a reality TV show, mind you. I love reality TV, I love, it's funny because <laughs> I was watching Temptation Island before they they contacted me. So oh my they gosh, did that's they slid into the DMs, you know? Um, one of the producers slid into my DMs and she was like, this was back in 2019. So she was like, hey, you know, we love your look, we love everything. We're actually, you know, we're Temptation Island, blah, blah, blah. They kind of gave me a preface of the show and they actually reached out to me as a couple when I was with my ex-boyfriend. If, if people on here that are watching this have been following me for a very long time, I was in a very long-term relationship. And I, I
0: wanted to ask about this because that's how I, I was telling my friend about it. I was like, I wonder if this happened before the boyfriend because when I met you, you had already been in this like long time relationship, yeah. A
1: relationship
0: six from 16,
1: 15 to 22 years old, like high school sweethearts, you know, thinking that was my life path um yeah they reached out to us while we were together and I I was like you know this is a dating show and it helps couples that are going through you know kind of crossroads in their relationship and I was kind of I was low-key I was on board and mind you we had watched the temptation island together like so we were kind of hesitant because we're like oh you know this is setting people's relationship up for you know craziness but I was like this is, I was like, babe, this is a kind of cool opportunity. Like, when are we ever going to travel to Maui for a month, get out of our comfort zone, you know, and and, and put in a way, put our relationships to the test. Like we've been together for five years. We have our, we've had our little like ups and downs. And like, I think this would really, this is what I was telling him. I was like, I think this would really in a way help us. But he was like, absolutely not. No, 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 the answer is no. I have school, school's important. I'm not gonna give, you know, a, I can't give up a month of school, which I totally understood. We didn't fight about that i was that like you know sense. you're absolutely right you can't like you you can't take off a semester of dental school like that's not gonna happen so the answer was no fast forward a month later we break up you know and that was i mean we we it had nothing to do with the show it was just a coincidence um but a month later we literally we broke up for um a few reasons but we just ended up breaking up you know breaking off this five-year relationship and it was really hard for me because i mean five years is a very long time um, and then I would say like two weeks later, I was looking through my DMs and you know, I'm like, you know, I should I should reach out to this producer again. I'm like, I have been in a relationship for five years. I don't know how to freaking talk to guys. Like, I, I don't know how to be single. I don't know how to talk to men. Like, all I've known is a five year relationship and now I'm 22, single as heck. And like, not, you know, I'm like, what the hell? Like What do I do? So I reached back to this producer and I'm like, hey, producer friend. um, I was in this five-year relationship and now we just broke up and I don't know what to do with my life. Like, I think, I think I need this. I, I was telling you, like, I think this would be a great opportunity for me and not only for me to learn how to date, but to give these men advice coming from someone that was in a five-year relationship that it ended. These men are in two, three, four-year, even one-year relationships that they're on the show for a reason. You know, they're on the show because they're going through crossroads in their yeah. relationship. And I and I told her, I was like, I think I can really help these men and give them some sort of insight coming from someone that was in such a long-term relationship. And she loved it. She was like, you know what? Yes, I love it. We're going to sign you up as a single um, and we're going to start the audition process. So we did the whole casting process, me thinking nothing of it. Like the whole entire casting process, I was like, if it happens, it happens.
0: I don't think it's going to happen, but if it does, it does. Whatever, it is what it is. What was that like because I want to know like the casting because I feel like that even to the like, people who don't really know because my background's in acting too and like I think if you know what that is you know that that's part of the process but people who don't know like anything that has to do with the, the before you get on air before it reaches TV process. Um, what was that like kind of like the casting, you know the questions or, or what they asked of you.
1: So the casting process due to, um, well, this was back in, well, they reached out to me December, January, early January of 2020. That's when I had reached out to her saying, hey, look, I would love to to cast as a single. And it was all because I'm in Miami and they're in LA. The whole casting process was basically like Zoom, phone call. It started with a phone call, then it was Zoom. And then that's when they flew me out for the actual in-person process. And mind you, there was thousands upon thousands of girls that they interviewed for this. And I know this because going down to the in-person casting, there was still like, it was like a week worth of casting and that was like maybe day three. And there was a lot of girls in that room with me. Um, that was crazy. Yeah, like it was, it's crazy. That's why I was like, this is really meant to be. For whoever landed on the show, it like they were meant to be on this show. Um, but the, the audition process, I mean, like like you kind of said, like I'm very familiar with the audition process. So it was kind of easy for me and I was, it's reality TV. So you're yourself. You're not reading a script. You're not, you know, you're not pretending to be this person. Like I came in as my crazy tequila loving, tequila twerking, um, Miami, Latina, Cuban, spicy self. Like that's me in a handful. So that's how I presented myself. And all the questions they asked me were like, oh, so basically about being single and how, you know, how you would come up to a guy or flirt with a guy or if there was a girl and like another girl involved and you really wanted this guy like would you get like would you really fight for your way kind of like little questions like that very simple um questions but where they were really trying to figure out was my personality like a lot of it was like about my personality about your backgrounds and those were most of the questions like just learning about you and who you really are um and that's that's what happened i mean i was myself i was me and and it, a lot of questions were like do you party you know because a lot of temptation island is about partying we party a lot of the time so obviously if you don't like to party the show really isn't for you um and i love to party so um that was I'm like
0: <laughs> that sounds like a fun time
1: <laughs> yeah but um yeah, and it's crazy because obviously due to uh, COVID, it did push back our production. So what started in tw- in December, January, you know, December, December 2019, January to early 2020, it got pushed back till September was when we actually w- flew out to Maui. We were there for like a month, month and a half from September to October.
0: That's crazy. That So, so okay. what was it like when you uh, got that? Like, how did they tell you that, okay, you're gonna be on here, you're gonna be on as a single, and this is when we start, pack your bags, you're going to Maui.
1: Um, it was a phone call. It was a phone call and oh my God, I was so, I did not expect it. Like, I knew that I killed the audition. I was like, you know, I killed it. Like, hello, I'm fun, I'm crazy, it makes sense. Um, But I mean, it's still, even up until the LA interviews and the last interview, I was still on that mindset of if I get it, if I get it, I get it. I don't, I don't, it's, it is what it is. And it's whatever's meant to be, is meant to be. But when I got the actual phone call, I was like, oh shit. Like, I'm going to Maui, like this is happening. Like my life is, this is a life changing experience. Like I was, I was like, my, my jaw dropped and I was like, oh my God, thank you. Like what? And like we were gonna be expecting emails and moving forward, everything was kind of just like emails and packing the bags and what we have to pack and this and that, and it was just, a crazy, 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 crazy experience. I mean, like very life-changing, and I think a lot of people when we when you sign up for this, you sign up and you're like, oh, great, Maui, fun, but they don't really realize like this is a life-changing experience. You, you're you put in rooms with people you've never met from all around the world and you're living with these people and it's so fun, but also hard. And not only you, you come out of there a different person. Like people don't really understand that. Like you come out of there feeling and understanding and knowing different things about yourself, about what you want with your life, about what you want in a relationship. Like I came out of there a different person in the best way possible. And I think the guys, that were in that villa with me. And I think the women that were there, my my friends, my, the girls that till this day I still talk to, like it was a beautiful experience. I, I don't even know how to like, words can't even describe how life changing. um and, and it made me the person I am today. I will definitely say that.
0: That's crazy. And I don't want to give any spoilers because I am hoping that people after this podcast, if they haven't seen it already, will go back and they'll watch you uh, in season three. But like to be there and to like look back on that experience as far as like, what it was like and your experience when you were there for that month, because I have to think that it was just so much being thrown at you so quickly and doing so many different things and then just navigating, like you said, being in that new environment with new people in a place that you've never been in before.
1: Yeah, it was, um, I feel like I'm a person that I adapt very well to different places and I'm like, I'm a people person. Like it's really hard to not like, like for me to not like someone or for for someone to not like me, like if you don't like me, it's because you got a personal, like you just really don't like me, you know, because I, I'm a people pleaser, I get along with everyone, like I feel like my personality just gets along with everyone, so I feel like for me, Personally, it wasn't an issue. Like when I was thrown into like that, uh, you know, living with these girls, I was like, this is awesome. I was like, I was so excited to meet them. I was so excited to like make new friends, but there's some people that had harder times than others. Um, and then a big part of it is that you don't have any outside community, You don't have any communication with the outside world. So for that month, no phone, no TV, no pen, no paper, no nothing. They want you to be fully dived into this experience. They don't want you to write your emotion down or text your emotions or, you know, call mom. And they don't want you to do that. They want you to go to the confession room, like the confessional, and they want you to talk about your emotions in there. So I feel like that was a lot of people didn't know how to like do that you know how to like it was a shock to a lot of people it was a shock to me as well because my whole life was my phone but to me it was like this is amazing i don't have to worry about posting on instagram i don't have to worry about you know clients or this or that like for me it was like a really good and a very much needed disconnect from the outside world but to others i can see how it almost made people go, cra- you know, go crazy essentially because it's it's hard, you know, being stuck in this environment you're not used to, you've never been in, being with people that you don't know or essentially maybe even don't like. So it was, it was tough. Like some people were breaking and that's why eliminations were kind of like a breath of fresh air when people got eliminated and it got, got smaller and smaller because it's a lot. Like 12 girls, come on, 12 girls in one room, hello. <laughs> Hello.
0: We were like in sync, if you know what I mean, for us. Yes, uh, yes. It was it was not fun. Like, it was yeah. like not fun. <laughs> I I don't know how, like, yeah. I, I always say that, like when I watch reality TV, I'm like, I commend any woman or male who is on that uh, because I don't know if I could do that just because it's so much, you know? And like, also just, while I think some people have their doubts of what it is, it's a lot of vulnerability, like with yourself in that moment and and knowing what you want and being true to yourself when you have all this outside noise, but then also knowing that it's going to be presented literally to the world afterwards. You know, what was that kind of like to, even in a relationship standpoint, right? Because this reality show is more focused on like relationship. It it was, it's tough. I mean, a lot of my,
1: a lot of, in my head it was like okay you know i want to be myself but at the same time like my parents are gonna watch this and my abuelita and my like you know like i need to be myself but i'm not gonna do anything that i wouldn't want the whole world to see see you know so that was kind of like where I was at um you know I was still my crazy fun self and partying and this and that but I was like I need to keep it like you know people are the whole world watching me you know I can't do anything super like something out of my comfort zone I would never you know that was that was my main thing like if I'm not comfortable doing it in person and for my parents to see like I'm not gonna do it point blank period I don't care what anyone says like there was um the, uh, one of the first few episodes was like this costume party like and it was a very sexy like lingerie costume party and I'm like when they gave like the things that they gave us I was like I am not going to be wearing this lacy thong because I mean in in closed doors yeah okay I would wear it but like for everyone to see that's absolutely not me so like things like that I was very like no like I'm this sort a of person where it's like you, no. Nothing was ever forced, ever forced on us. But if it was like, it was suggested like, okay, hey guys, we're doing like a devil and this party or whatever, we have some stuff, you can either use it or use your own stuff. Some girls were all for it and some girls, you know, showed the booty, showed the boobies, showed the everything. And then the other girls were like, you know what? that's not my my vibe so like you know the great thing is that we had amazing producers and we worked with this amazing team that were they were like if you're not comfortable and you don't want to do this you don't have to do it like we're not forcing anything on you um so that made us very comfortable and then again like i just i i still had my fun and i was still myself but i never did anything that was out of my element and out of my comfort zone and that i wouldn't do in front of my parents or that i wouldn't do in front of the whole world watching
0: you know Yeah. And that's awesome, too, because I think a lot of times, again, people think with reality TV, like how much of it is real or like how much of it is almost like scripted in a way, you know, so it's good to know that like, at least in this environment, right, you were kind of as true to yourself as you could possibly be in in this kind of like little bubble. Um, So now where are you kind of like now post TV? Like you said, I think that your following has probably just exploded. Where's kind of your head at now as far as like continuing to navigate your own businesses and just you and your brand?
1: So, um, I mean, this show has done so many amazing things that opened so many opportunities for me that I really didn't, not that I didn't expect because I knew that this was gonna take my business to the next level, um, but not only has it done that, but it's also really just, um, it's its opened new doors um, within myself. Like I really left that island knowing what I wanted in a relation for my next relationship and knowing what I wanted for myself. Um, and then business-wise, I mean, I went from doing makeup in my in-home studio and now I've i have I've branched out and I have a location and that has been the biggest blessing. My team has grown um, and, you know, my cl- the clients have also been coming to because of the show. I've had people from New York, people from L.A., um, people saying, like, hey, like, we've seen you on that show and it's so fun talking to my clients about it and, you know, them being fans of the show. So that's really helped me and not only with that but also my following has really you know gone up so that's helped me with like brand deals and like just widening my followers to on a bigger scale um so yeah I mean I'm so blessed to say that it really has helped my business and um and I'm just so happy like I'm just like I it's been such an amazing roller coaster, and everyone always asks me, like, would you do another dating like reality TV show? And I'm like, honestly, probably not. If it's if it's dating, probably not. If I'm being real, just because, like you said, it's a lot of vulnerability, a lot of emotions. Um, and it's it's it was at the moment. I think that show at that time was perfect. And right now, I'm in a new relationship, so um, <laughs> I'm in a new relationship. Okay. I was like, I don't I need it. I don't need to go on a reality TV show. Like I already
0: found my mans. I love that. I love that. Oh my God, okay, wait, I need to know just a little bit. How did that, how did that meetup happen? How did this, so um, this, like recent, like really, really fresh? Yeah, I mean, I would say it's, we met in January. So
1: it. we met after the show and it's funny because uh, the show aired in February. And he has been like he will. It obviously already aired and has already been posted. But he was so 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 amazing throughout the whole thing. Like he was watch every every Tuesday. My girls would come over and we would have a, you know Ti night. He was there watching it with all my girls and he was supporting me the whole time. I week. love that. <laughs> he was so amazing and it's crazy because a lot of people were like a lot of my girls were like you know you know. Are you sure you want him to watch it? Like you were you were essentially out here dating other men. Like, are you sure you're okay with him watching it? And I'm like, listen, like I've asked him and he says it's okay. He I mean it's in the past, like this happened months ago. Like it aired in February, but what people don't know is that we filmed in September of last year. So, you know, there was there was time. And he was just so he's been so supportive throughout the whole thing. He came to the premiere in Miami. Um, he met the whole cast. We've, you know, he, when the cast came to Miami again, he we all went out together. They know him, they love him. Like you know, so it's been it's been so great, and it's so great having someone so um, so like supportive of what you're doing, um, and and yeah, I mean it's been amazing. Now we're friends. We go on double dates. It's so funny because I feel like everyone found love after the island, and so I tell all the girls, I'm like, we all found love after the island, and we're all here like texting to like, oh my god, we're so in love, we're so happy, like,
0: and we go on double dates, and it's just it's I the best. That. Um, yeah. I, like, that's so crazy how it came full circle like that. And, like, unexpected opportunity. And and I feel like you have been, throughout your life, uh, a caesar of opportunities for people who kind of either look up to you, whether it be in the makeup realm or just in the individual that you are and have become. What's, like, kind of either words that you live by or advice that you would give to others? Advice that I would give to others um, is definitely
1: Consistency. And I know I've said that and I know it's so annoying. I, I know it gets annoying when you hear that, like the same thing over and over again, like consistency, consistency, blah, blah, blah. It's so freaking true. And and I get it. Sometimes we have our funks and sometimes we have so many things in our life going on. But I think something that has really helped me become so, like meet all of my goals is and is, is writing things down. I know that sounds so like basic, but get your journal. You guys, this, I live by this. Like I literally have my journal over there. So in the beginning of the year, every year, I write down my goals and I, re- I in a piece of paper. I'm not talking about notes. I'm not talking about iPhone stuff. No, R- get your journal, write down your goals, write down your yearly goals, write down your monthly goals, write down your weekly goals. I live by to-do list. Every single day I write my to-do list and it, get, it makes things time sensitive. It makes you, have to do them when you write them down. You're like, damn, today's what day is it today? Today's Wednesday. This is my to-do list for Wednesday. Like I have to be writing this like I have to write this stuff down. I live by that. I feel like when you write things and you put it onto paper, it makes it a, a, an important thing to do. It makes it time sensitive and you're kind of almost like forcing yourself to do things. With that comes consistency. So it only takes what 30 days to form a habit. You know, start something in the beginning of the month, or that start something next week, or on that Monday, and 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 do it every single day. Make it a consistent thing, and you'll see how that's gonna change your life forever. The minute I started writing things on paper and writing down my goals. I looked back at this it's crazy that I'm saying this right now to you because 2 days ago I looked back at my journal and I had the date January 2nd. I was like 2nd or 3rd of January of 20, of of 2021 and I wrote down all my goals. And I got so emotional because I literally crossed out all of my goals and we're not even at the end of the year. And it got me so emotional because I'm like this is like I'm doing this. This is me. Like I'm making this happen for myself. Why? Because I'm staying consistent. I'm I'm staying staying consistent with myself. St- I'm creating time sensitive um, goals for myself. And that's what's really helping me accomplish in each and every one of these things. Um, and so when I say stay consistent, I know that sounds so basic, but it's so true. Work on your little goals every single day, whether it's 30 minutes, one hour a day, work on it and you'll see how it change your life and you'll actually meet your goals. And it's going to,
0: it's really going to change your life, you guys. I promise you, it is. <laughs> I that that literally that's the most amazing thing that you could ever ask for. That like that is the best feeling. Just crossing it off, knowing that you did it, knowing that you accomplished it. Sophia, thank yes. you so so much for joining us here on the spotlight. And if you guys, if you don't follow her already, I will have her social links down below. And as always, the spotlight airs every Thursday. Thanks, so. Thank you, guys.